wait, where, where'd, where'd he go? And then ah, ah, just pops right back up. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are telling your stories. We have a listener stories episode. So if you sent us something, even way earlier this year, the time has come. We've been storing them. Yes. We keep every story that people send yes. us. This is uh, fairly rare for us to finally dig into listener mm-hmm. stories, but people can always send us their, I don't know, frightening experiences. Yeah, even S- things you're just not sure, like what the hell was that? Oh, I love that kind of mm-hmm. a story for sure. Send all the, those to us, uh, gttupod at gmail.com, yeah. at gttupod. Uh, I love when we get to sit down and, and read a ton of stories from people out there. Absolutely. I want to note, only send listener stories to gttupod at gmail.com. Fine. Because that way we can compile them better. I can't have them willy-nilly. Uh, well, I am willy-nilly. That's true. So I give all the opportunities. Well, then this is on you. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah. gttupod at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. where you send your stories. Right. But I think we're going to just launch right into it. Yes. For people out there in the world, it is New Year's Eve. Right. 2021, and we're running out of time. Yeah, William, we better hurry. We've only got so much time before the <laughs> ball true. drops, and people are going to need to be glued to their televisions. I guess. Or what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Do you know? Yeah, we're going to we're gonna get together with some friends that live across the street. Nice. Get all the kids together. Nice. There's a trick. That are you going to keep them up? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. There's a trick that adults can play on their kids yes. in the modern era. Right. With the time, right? With the time. Mm-hmm. Children do not tell time. I've never know. seen one carrying a pocket watch. No. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if they did, yeah. they're getting their caboose kicked. Yeah, about to say that poor kid's in <laughs> trouble at school. They're going to have a rough go of it. Yeah. <laughs> School's really in session. They better keep that pocket watch in their fancy vest. Yeah. <laughs> and also then put a hoodie over the vest because that's not helping matters either. No, the vest is not helping. No. A denim vest with a pocket watch. I think plaid, but anyway. First grade. Yeah. So um, there's a, you know, there are tons of New Year's Eve countdowns that you can put on. I'm sure there's a Sesame Street countdown. Aww. So who cares? Put it on at 7.30 at night know. and say, yeah, count down from 10, 9, 8, 7, and bam, Happy New Year. Totally. Our kids go to bed. Yeah, they get to have all the fun and mm-hmm. excitement of the celebrating, but they're not going to question it. They've they got a know. bedtime. they got to go to sleep. Abs- I would imagine. Absolutely. I think realistically what we're going to do, we'll get all together. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the older kids, maybe they'll see through the sham. I'm not sure. Right. The little kids will go to bed. It'll be a fun, weird thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to try to put on the um, the episode of Nailed It on Netflix where Jason Manzukis oh, nice. was a guest. It was their New Year's episode. Oh. And he keeps interrupting oh, yeah, that's the right. flow of the show mm-hmm. um, and doing a, a, a New Year's countdown and then going, what? I, no, I can't? Yeah, I'm not that's supposed right. to. He tries to throw it a commercial at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. Doesn't make sense. That's fun. I, I love it. That's Probably perfect. one of the funniest shows oh, totally. I've maybe ever seen. I've Nailed watched it like great. five times. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Yeah. Very good. You'll just make it into the next year. Yeah. I'd... Well. Lord willing. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Who's to say? There's still a few days to go as of us <laughs> recording right now. Let's not get cocky. Um, all right, so let's let's launch into some stories here. Okay. This first one comes to us from Steve and Kat. Yes. And by the way, yeah, exactly. You do a little side eye there because mm-hmm. we record these episodes live on our Patreon. And Steve and Kat are watching right now, so I'd better do this story justice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This uh, This comes from Steve. I am what you would call a skeptic. I'm one of those people who, 
when people tell me ghost stories, I'm not necessarily always on board. But all that being said, I have some weird stories of my own and things I can't really explain why they happened or how they happened. I worked at an inn in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, built in 1888, called the Boscawin Inn. The legend of the inn and of the ghost that is reported to live there is of Edna. The father of Edna Boscawin built the inn for her as a wedding present, and then I believe it was something along the lines of her husband went away to sea and never came back. Mm -hmm. She went mad and then either died of a broken heart or potentially killed herself. So kind of like uh, Mary Ellis. Yeah, we've talked about very much. A few times here. Um, there's a grave, a literal actual grave, in the parking lot of our local movie theater. And it has very similar, very much the same story attached. I think this story probably repeats in a lot of places. I think so, too. I think it's a classic. It's a comfy fable, mm-hmm. right? The idea of... and and. I don't know what to make of it, that it's always a woman who can't live. I was about to say, we're com. I mean, honestly, I, I'm joking, getting like, oh, we're comfy with an upset woman. But it's true, unfortunately. It is true. It's, yes. Well, it's comfy probably because we've heard it so that's, many Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not happy about it. But times. it's Right. It's a classic story of a woman pining for a man. She loved away. me too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Right. It's familiar. Exactly. That, yeah, that's a better word than comfy. Uh, absolutely. So... The very first night that I worked at the Boscawin Inn, my new co-workers were telling me about the ghost of Edna. And, as I said, I was pretty skeptical. I didn't believe much of what I was hearing, and when I vocalized that I did not believe that there was really a ghost named Edna, and I thought that perhaps the people there were trying to get a rise out of their new co-worker, all of the wireless radios on the main floor started blasting static. Is that awesome? That is very That's wild. That's like out of a movie or something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That would be crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> one one thing to know, I I'm so I'm so rooted in the modern era. Yeah. This house is like smart homified, mm-hmm. like wild. So I can literally say, you know, hey smart device, play this song right. everywhere. And it'll play the same song through every single speaker. Right. So I'm constantly in this house getting irritated if the speakers are not synced up to each other. Yes, I hate that. So I was thinking here, wow, they all started blasting static at the exact same moment. And then I was like, mm-hmm. well, wait, 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 wait. If they're radios, uh-huh. the way the radio works is if you're tuned into the same station. Yeah. They all, they're all playing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, the, the speakers aren't synced to each other. They're all just tuned into the same frequency. Mm-hmm. But why they all turn on all of a sudden? I know it is. Wild. That's the thing. It's not necessarily that it's all that it's static on each of them. It's that they all turned on. Oh, I'm not trying to debunk the story. I know. I'm just re- suddenly remembering that I forgot how radios work. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same. That's the point. <laughs> the music had been turned off for the night, so they were just sort of sitting in standby mode. And when I voiced my distrust in my coworkers' stories, there was just a blast of static all over. So that was the first thing I encountered on my first night of working there that kind of made me go, okay, something is going on here. There was a whole slew of little things that happened while I was there. I started in April, before the busy tourist season began and before we'd really had people staying at the inn. I'd be working there in the evening and I would hear things like steps or voices coming from the floors above me. And sure, it could just be the creaking of the inn or radio left on, something along those lines. But it was really creepy to me in those first couple of weeks. There was one particular night where I definitely heard two women talking upstairs, 
and there were no guests checked in that evening, so it was just me by myself there until 11 at night. I heard people talking around 8 or 9, and the next day I asked housekeeping why they were there so late. I said, you guys were in awfully late, and they said, no, 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 no. No one was there. That's so weird. (laughs) Another time I was walking through the dining room, locking everything up and turning off all the lights when I walked through a cloud of sort of like a cloud of perfume. It was enough to make me stop in my tracks and look around and try to find air fresheners and make me double back to check the rest of the rooms on that floor to see if perhaps someone had come in as Mm -hmm. I'd been turning off the lights. But there was no one on the floor with me at the time. It was just a strange smell in that area. Now that I, is sort of a thing. I am no stranger to a phantom smell. Your this nose happens to me. Stradamus. Yeah. Maybe I'm Claire, whatever it is, nosy. Claire nose um, Yeah. But no, I smell a perfumey smell here and there. I'm going to clip out no... that moment of you just going, I smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it has happened to me a number of times where I am trying to figure out what the source of it is and I can't figure it out for the life of me. Yeah. That is supposed to be a thing about some ghosts. Is that Yeah. It is. It is. I know. I, I guess we're so used to the idea of seeing a ghost yep. visual or maybe like feeling the air get suddenly cold. Mm-hmm. Wow, the air dropped by 10 degrees as soon as I entered this room. Yeah. Um, but the other senses, I right. guess here, you get like EVPs mm-hmm. or you hear a ghost whispering. Yeah. You never taste a ghost. Yeah, you're right. That's like the only one that's left out. Right? Maybe someone does. Somebody's out there tasting ghosts? I don't know. I don't know if it's a great idea. That ghost is delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, no, the smell thing, I, I get a here and there. Why, you don't know about the ghost of Edna? <laughs> She's scrumdiddly umptious. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in the summer, I started getting paid to sleep there. Someone needed to be on site 24-7, so they had me do it. That's I would love that wild. job. I know. I know. To sleep in a hotel and get paid for it, that's awesome. But are you, you're never home, you're always at work. But maybe it's not every, I don't know if, you know, they lived there. Right, yeah. Could have been, you know, every once in a while. That's true. It was the easiest job that I ever had. I would clock in, I'd go to one of the rooms, and I'd spend the night in the rooms. Uh, And the maintenance crew one evening sort of said, man, you wouldn't catch me sleeping up there. I might sleep in the addition, but I'd never go up and sleep on the third floor. I had a couple of very restless nights sleeping there. There was no real reason for it, but I just kept feeling creeped out by it. Like, uh, there would be creeped out by a window. There would be someone looking in every time I looked at it. There was one particular room that I slept in once and then was like, mm-mm, can't sleep in there. Yeah. <laughs> it had one of those crawl space doors. And I moved the dresser over in front of it because I was creeped out by it. I avoided sleeping on the third floor if I could. And then I had the maintenance guys checking in and saying, like, anything weird ever happening up there? And I said, yeah, sleepless nights. And they said that at some point in the 60s, there had been a murder-suicide on the third floor. Hmm. I don't know if there's any actual information about that. I never actually looked it up. Yeah, the the, the feeling of hotels as being a transitory place. Right. Liminal, is yep. that the term? Mm-hmm. Uh, people come and go. They might stay yep. one night. They might stay there for a very long time. I think there are a lot of people that like live in hotels, basically. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. But they're free to you know come and go or yeah. suddenly up and disappear. And right. Who knows what might be going on in there? No, it's totally true. The crawl space is definitely creepy to me. And pulling the dresser in front of it, I, I totally get. absolutely understand why I do that. Yeah. yeah. But the weirdest thing that happened to me working there was when I was sitting at the front desk. 
I was looking out the window, and across the street from the inn, there was a park with some swings and slides and stuff. And at one point, the old courthouse was there, and the old gallows were there, too. Perfect. Love that. Set in the scene. Are the gallows still there in in the modern era? Do you think mm-hmm. there there's like 13 steps to the gallows in a noose? No, I don't, because I read this, and <laughs> I don't think they would have it by a playground. Uh, Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Think it's like the monkey bars. <laughs> like, yeah. As I was looking out the window, there was something about the image that was really bothering me. I just kept looking because there was a swing set that was just blowing in the breeze. But it just didn't sit right. And I kept going back to my work and checking people in and things, and I just kept turning and looking out the window. I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was something odd about that swing just blowing in the breeze. I finally realized what was happening and why it seemed strange. There was only one of the three swings blowing. That's awesome. I love that. Me That's too. the one swing that a ghost is on. Yeah. It was just the middle swing, and it was going back and forth and back and forth. And I sat there just watching it for probably five minutes, just back and forth. And I was sure, I was certain, it had to be a kid out there that was swinging and then jumping off. I just timed it badly. But no, meaning right, I he, saw like, them looked, in between yeah. them sitting on the swing. Right. It was one of the most visual things I've ever seen in these kinds of experiences, especially in the middle of the day. So there are, the, there are my stories about the Boscawin Inn, a longtime famed haunted place in Nova Scotia. Super cool. So it's not just Pretty the hotel sweet. itself. It's like the surrounding yeah, area. Yeah, the area. Something's going on. I mean, maybe it's, it's because it's a really old area that has yeah. a lot of like active history that happened there. Yeah. Those gallows and stuff. That's a lot of activity even on the outside. Exactly. If the gallows were there, right. you know what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're not Go there for no window. reason. Yeah, you could like, you can theorize and stuff about yeah. what happened in the hotel. Like, right. maybe there was a murder-suicide. Not really sure. But those things, you know, happened in places like this, but we don't know. But gallows definitively are where people have died. Yeah, 100%. It's awesome. It is awesome. That was great. Totally. So thank you so much, Steve and Kat. Thank you, Steve. We actually Kat. have more from them, but oh, great. it will save it for another listener stories episode. Okay. Sounds nice good to juicy me. stories. Thank you so much. Got some juice from that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, really got some juice off Steve and Kat. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, this next one is from Izzy. When I was a teenager, I was part of a small theater troupe at my church in suburban Georgia. By theater troupe, I mean we were, we were a bunch of drama nerd friends who happened to be in, who happened to include the youth choir director, and we were all allowed a small budget and the run of the building after hours in order to put on whatever family-friendly musical we wanted. That summer of 2009, it was Alice in Wonder in Alice in Wonderland, very biblical clearly. Throughout our years together, we had one beloved tradition during our late night dress rehearsals, sardines. Not the slimy canned fish, but the game, a sort of reverse hide and seek. For those unfamiliar, it goes like this. One person, it, hides, and everyone else looks for them. When you find it, you hide with them and slowly the number of searchers dwindles lower and lower until one person is left wandering in what seems like an empty building, looking for 11 people squeezed in a supply closet. I was a master at this sport, once hiding so well that the game was called off before anyone found me. Have you ever played That's this? That's awesome. Yes. It rang a bell. I hadn't thought about that in a million yeah. years, but I have. Have you? I think so. Mm-hmm. Or another variant of 
right. hide and seek, something definitely like that. I know, definitely hide and seek with a twist. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think what? I know what it was. What? I think it is a twist. It wasn't sardines, but it was fun. We were we had gone out to Long Island. Mm-hmm. We've got family out there, and uh, I don't know. A bunch of neighborhood kids were playing hide and seek, so everybody hid. There's one seeker, right? But the twist was. If you find somebody, now they're searching with you for the rest. Oh, okay. So it's almost like the opposite of sardines. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you convert the people who are hiding. hiding. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, and then that person wins, basically. So maybe that's just regular hide and seek. Hide and seek. How does hide and seek work? Maybe it is just hide and seek. Because yeah, it's not like the kid who you found goes and like has a seat. Yeah, they go go inside. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) that is just hide and seek. They stop playing. I don't know. But so anyway. I, uh, nobody knew who I was, mm-hmm. you know, cause I wasn't from there. Right. I was playing probably with like our nephew's friends. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point I was like, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to keep sitting in this bush. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so I got up and I just started acting like I was walking around looking for people. Uh-huh. And at a certain point, I guess somebody let slip that one of the people who's still hiding was a guy named Will. Mm-hmm. So I just started going, Will. Where's this guy, Will? Has anybody seen this guy? Yeah. And then when, and then when uh, I was the only person left that nobody had found, I sort of revealed myself. I was like, "Twas I." How did they? How did they take it? I think it was a a, a real <laughs> a subdued a subdued response. celebration. Yeah. yeah they, they were like, "Oh well," because I guess some of the fun of hide and seek is you don't know you know what you're gonna see. Yeah. But right. They'd been walking around with me the whole time. They're like, "It's you hidden in plain oh. sight." Well, okay. Well, I guess the game's over, right? We've already seen you. Yeah. (laughs) Pack it in, boys. (laughs) Let's go in, fellas. And they all go, yeah. Yeah, let's leave this guy here. (laughs) Um, So, Izzy says, our church was built in the 1970s, and in daylight was a spread of jewel-toned carpet and low ceilings. Nothing creepy about it during operating hours, but at night, the claustrophobic halls were dark as tar, lit only by red exit signs and lined with windowless rooms. It was nearing midnight and four of us had bunched together by this point uh, bunched together by this point in the game, aware we were the last searchers remaining and ready to end the night and go home. We moved through the church in a nervous clump, getting giddily spooked by every sound. And the sounds were plentiful. Bumps and thumps in the nursery, a clatter in a Sunday school room. Surely we were closing in on the hiders. Except every room was empty. We narrowed them down one by one until there was just one place left to search. The kitchen was the only room still lit up, spilling bright white from the, from the twin doors on either end of a serving line. Behind the serving line, the rest of the kitchen was long and thin, ending on one side in a walk-in cooler, the door of which had a horrible squeak and, and, and an echoing slam, no matter how gently you tried to close it. There was no unseen way out and nowhere to hide. Which made it puzzling when we approached the kitchen and all four of us saw a figure dart into one of the twin front doors, silhouetted black against the white light for just a moment. Why would someone be running to hide in there alone this late in the game? Calling out some of some of the other's names, the four of us walked closer to the other open doorway. And that's when we saw it. It was unnaturally tall, like the traced shape of a human, stretched out and colored in a deep black like your shadow on the pavement when you stand under a streetlight at night, only upright and completely solid. And like a shadow, it made no sound as it ran from one end of the kitchen to the other, except it ran wrong, gliding faster than its two long legs were moving. In just a couple of seconds, it went from one end to the other and disappeared at the cooler door. Awesome. The door didn't creak. The door didn't slam. It remained closed and still. 
There was no more sound and no more figure. Just an empty kitchen flooded in white and the four of us shrieking and knocking into each other as we hysterically hauled ass away from the room. One of my friends peed herself a little. That's corroboration if anything is. Couldn't agree more. Oh, absolutely. When we got back out into the hallway, we were immediately sound uh, we immediately sounded the Ali oxen free, but the rest of our troop was already emerging from their hiding spot. One of their dudes was uh, one of their rides was there. Why is it dudes? <laughs> one of their dudes. <laughs> I got a dude coming for yeah, me. Yeah, I got a dude. Um going to head back to the dude ranch. <laughs> One of their rides was there, and they were about to call it quits when they heard us shrieking. The eight other players had all been squeezed under a hallway table uh, since early in the game, clear on the other side of the church from the kitchen, and no one had left. That was our last game of sardines. We were all silently afraid the thing in the kitchen would try to play with us again. I love that. I love that. Izzy. I, I, I love the idea of a, a shadow being mm-hmm. or a, an inhuman creature that's doing, quite frankly, a bad job at mimicking humans. Right. I think that is incredibly fun. I do, too. I love the idea of it not moving right. Yes. It was moving faster than its legs were. So how is that even possible? Right. It's not um, bound by any of our physics is why. Right. Yeah, totally awesome. It's not anything that we can possibly understand. No. It, in fact, is probably trying to understand us so it can mimic us better. Yeah. But it's it's not up to the task just yet. Right. And maybe it was observing the game but didn't totally get it. So it was going to hide in that walk-in thing or whatever. Yeah. But that's not how the game is played. And here's something weird. So these kids are the only ones that are in this like church, mm-hmm. right? So during the day or during periods of time where the church is probably more populated and busy mm-hmm. maybe this thing is walking amongst people and it goes unnoticed cuz everybody is focused on doing their own individual task or right. whatever but in this nighttime environment with only a handful of people who are playing a game that requires them to huddle together yes it's more noticeable and it's also alone. it doesn't blend in they're deliberately searching they're looking hard yeah. during the day at church like they're bustling and they have these tasks to do these kids were searching yeah. and they found and they make a point of saying in this story that they had searched every room methodically mm-hmm. meaning there was only one space left right maybe this thing had been running from them yeah. And they basically cornered it. Right, room to room. Because eventually, because effectively, when it's got its back against the wall, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like, like, yeah, where can it back. go? Right. It just sprints away through the door. Yeah. And it gets out of there. Yeah. That's, that's a very fun story. I know. That is very interesting. Oh, I, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, all right. This, uh, this story comes to us from Chelsea Rose, who says, Hi. I love listener stories, and although mine feel lackluster to me, hopefully other people will enjoy them. People always say that children are are more susceptible to the supernatural, and I was certainly a spooky child. My early grammar school days were spent talking to trees, an ear pressed to the bark waiting patiently for a response. Feels like something you would do. I totally did. You did this? Yeah. You spoke to a tree and... Yes, I definitely tried to commune with trees. Like what sort of like thing? Like pretty much everything that she says in her intro. I was like, yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. I would. I would I would like touch them and be kind of listening and I was I was always waiting for like nature spirits, like elementals to somehow reveal themselves to me. It had to, to be me. something dynamic you were saying. You didn't just go hi and then press your I head don't think I tree. Well, I guess I didn't speak Hello. to them. I would definitely put my ear to them. Yeah. But I don't think I maybe I didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, I would scratch symbols into the dirt, mush sap and clover flowers between my palms while muttering under my breath. I definitely was like playing with stuff and yeah. like, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If I catch you teaching my sweet <laughs> baby daughter Zoe. Oh, I'll Zoe, teach her my pagan ways. Which, but yours, it's just improvised. <laughs> That's you know the most stuff? effective kind. Is it? Yeah. Because it's got to be from the heart. It's just playing. No, it's not. Okay. Then why are you so scared? I'm not. Why are you so frightened? Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I believed that the wind carried recently departed souls to the afterlife. And on a breezy day, I whispered well wishes to the air. Love it. Mm-hmm. However, I never actually had any childhood paranormal experiences. There are only two stories I can share. Both have easy, mundane explanations, but they were creepy nonetheless. One day, my younger brother was in his room playing guitar when a strange static babble came crackling through his amp. He raised the volume and was stunned to hear a man's voice speaking in a grandiose, preachy tone. I know. Oh, boy. We've since lost the recording, but to our best recollection, it went something like this. And there were evil things there. Evil, wicked things. And the man did have fear in his soul. The demon fed and grew stronger from it. But the Lord fought. I shall not be slain, the demon spoke, and it rose to the rooftop. The transmission faded into white noise. It must have been a radio signal that was somehow being picked up by the guitar amp. I think most people could tell you some spooky tale of technological malfunction, but it's a little extra fun when it's demon-related. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that story. Yeah. I relate to that yes. story. Because I have, and I've probably just like mentioned it here and there. So I've got you know, so much equipment. Yeah. I, I do so much audio work and I do so much, you know, rigging things to try to uh, achieve little schemes in tech. Mm-hmm. And so I have absolutely picked up broadcasts yeah. down here in the basement and been like shocked right. because sometimes I'll pick them up in a way that they're so faint. Mm-hmm. I'm only aware that I hear a voice coming from somewhere yeah, and I have to double back through all my wiring to figure out where it's coming from. Right. And then, yeah, it'll be like a, a commercial for, you know, ballpark Franks. Yeah, totally. They plump when you cook them. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. So I've heard. They plump when you cook them. They plump uh. when you cook them. They're coming. <laughs> they're coming. Allie Rod! Pack up all our things and speed out yeah. of the driveway. But uh, I, I, I love this. I'm so happy that. Yeah. But that's also the easy explanation. Right. Is right? to say it must just be. As Chelsea Rose up. says, these things can all be explained. Mm-hmm. But uh, if there's any such thing as true paranormal activity. Yeah. I would hazard to say it probably is all stuff. That most people, like me, a skeptic, mm-hmm. a celebratory skeptic, sure. could explain away. Yeah. It might still have been paranormal. Yeah. I love that they they just picked up a frequency of a voice talking about demons. I know. Oh, and maybe fantastic. it was something that's been doing that all day long. Exactly. Yes. And they just happened to pick it up. They got it just then. Right. I love it. My second story is one of sleep paralysis. It was very late, and I was lying flat on my back, staying as still as possible willing the tiredness to just take over already. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'm a terrible sleeper. And sometimes I'll just be like, let's, let's go. Sleep. Sleep. Get to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just let's, let's fall asleep now. Mm-hmm. Then I heard her, a woman's voice in the next room. This did not sound like a TV or radio. We did not live with any women. I do not have any sisters, and no one was bringing girls home at the time. No, an unfamiliar woman was in my brother's room across the hall, talking at full volume in the middle of the night. The weirdest part was that although she sounded so real and so loud, I couldn't grasp a word she said. It wasn't so much like she was speaking a different language, but more like she was speaking English, and I had forgotten how to understand it. That, isn't that unsettling? Incredibly unsettling. Yeah. So from uh, uh, my limited, I was in like AP psychology. I think you were too. No. You both took psychology. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't remember which of these things it is. It's either Broca's aphasia. Mm. Or an affliction to the Wernicke's area of the brain. Wow. Both of those things control your language. One is your ability to speak, and the other is your ability to comprehend language. Mm-hmm. So it is, in, in, it is certainly possible for you to get one of those two things. Again, yeah. it's been a while. Um, and I wasn't the greatest student on the planet. I mean, I never saw an AP in my life, so that's why I know that. I was not in that. <laughs> Fair enough. But so uh, if you damage, if you have either a condition or damage this particular area of your brain, you won't be able to understand what people are saying to you. Yeah. Um, and you can even find right now, and it's it's pretty wild to see, there are people that have um, made videos where called like it, how English sounds mm-hmm. to non, to people who don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And it is so trippy. Because you're used to hearing, you know, French. Right. And you can't understand it because you don't speak French. What does it sound like for French people to hang, hear an English speaker? And so it is just... It, How do they do that? It'll it'll spin your head. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it, it is absolutely wild. If I if, if I remember to, I'll try to put some links in the, mm-hmm. the show notes. There's also a, a song that is written to sound like a pop song in English, and yet all the words are gib- gibberish. Oh my God. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. I'll play it for you on Patreon or something like that. Sure. Patreon.com slash GTTUPod. Uh, okay. As she talked, footsteps creaked through my brother's room. His door eased open. There was a quiet shifting of weight on old floorboards. Then the door clicked shut. All the while, the unknown woman continued her one-sided nonsense conversation. That's even worse because you can't understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. It could be you. I guess here's why I said all that. Uh huh. If 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 she's in a position here to be trying to fall asleep, right? Her mind might not be working to its fullest extent, or the conditions of sleep might be setting in. Yeah, most of the might time, be that hazy in between. Yeah, most of the time, I realize when I'm about to fall asleep because my thoughts stop making Same. sense, and so I'll just suddenly be like. Well, no, because we have to go to the store first. And we're like, no, it's one in the <laughs> morning. It's yeah. one in the morning. I don't know why I just thought, oh, I bet I'm about to fall asleep. Yep. I did the same thing. So it could just be that her mind is shifting into dream state mm-hmm. while she can't understand the language. Right. But it's all the more frightening that it is a one-sided nonsense yes. conversation. Yes. That's even very if this person weird. person exists and you're just falling asleep and you can't really understand it. No one's talking back. Right. You're not just mishearing an entire conversation. Like, what's going on? I, people, send uh, perception stories. Mm. I, w- you know, we ask a lot about, like, have you had an experience? Have you had a whatever? 
yeah, the this fully counts to me. This oh, is yeah. like the the strangeness of the human mind and body. Yes. Send in send in stories. I love We've this. done a couple episodes that are kind of that. Like we did an episode about dreams, yeah. which is entirely a real biological thing, but it is so weird. Yeah. So not a problem. Send oh, away. I love it. I love it. Panic set in quickly. I figured I must be dreaming and hoped that if I could just open my eyes, the voice would disappear and this would all be over. I was right. Almost. As my heavy eyelids struggled open, I did forget all about the mysterious voice in the hallway because sitting on the foot of my bed was a small black shape. I watched, heart pounding, as the thing grew and twisted. Bright green eyes popped open, stared me down with slit pupils. I knew this thing was getting ready to pounce, and I was paralyzed. When it and my anxiety reached critical mass, the shape bared its teeth and lunged. Finally, my body snapped into action, turning myself away from the nightmare. But when I opened my eyes again, it was gone. Through the slant of my blinds, the sky was just beginning to turn pink with the morning sun. I want to emphasize that there is no way I heard a real live human in my house that night. If it had been my dad's girlfriend, I would have recognized her voice. And the mysterious lady sounded too old to be a teenage girl. Any of my brothers might have snuck in. Besides, no one in their right mind would wander around someone else's house in the middle of the night speaking gibberish at full volume. Thankfully, this was my one and only episode of sleep paralysis. Would I love to see or hear a real ghost? Theoretically, yes. But from my less-than-supernatural experiences, I'm honestly not certain I could handle the real deal. Despite being open to the paranormal, the paranormal isn't very open to me. And perhaps it's better off that way. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic story. Yeah, truly. I know. I, um... Ah, oh boy. I, I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated by these concepts here. Even the idea of all of a sudden it's morning. I haven't slept like mm -hmm. that in a long time where you blink and just the entire night no, has I gone by. No, I haven't either. And have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? No. Neither have, have I. You? No. No. I think I've had dreams that I've had it, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever experienced it in real life. No. It, it sounds unpleasant and terrifying. It sounds awful. And thank you for sharing your stories about it with thank us. Thank you for sharing your <laughs> Because it is really interesting. I'm kind of glad that you're able to um, see it kind of objectively yeah. afterward and be like, what was a terrifying experience is pretty wild and might be interesting for other people to hear. And your preface of the fact that yours feel lackluster to you. I, I don't no. think I could have responded to lustrous. those stories more. Lustrous. Yeah, those stories were lustrous. <laughs> those stories were lustrous. Way, way to go, Chelsea Rose. Thank you very much for sending that in. Yes, thank you. It was great. So before we jump to another story, we want to tell you about a place that you can listen to other lustrous stories. I'm sure that a bunch of you already know of this podcast, but just in case you don't, you should really check out the Ghost Story Guys podcast. It explores first-person accounts of encounters, so like this, with the strange and unusual, from apparitions to shadow people to even stranger things for which we don't really have names, but approaches them with humor and humanity. 
Hosts Brendan Store and Paul Bestall like to excuse me like to say the mission of the story is to scare the hell out of you, then make you laugh while also questioning the way that we've been taught to see the world. They also like to emphasize the importance of mental health and community, both of which are essential to us building a better world after this pandemic nightmare is behind us. And I think that Will and I are very um, allied with them on that front. 100%. This couldn't hit every every note better than it does. I know. Um, I, I, I have always said I enjoy the entertaining qualities of stories like this, but I really bristle against it when people use, you know, uh, uh, experiences, whether it's paranormal stuff or true crime, mm-hmm. when people use these kinds of stories of real people's lives purely for entertainment at the expense yeah. of caring right. about the people in the stories, it makes the skin on the, the it back hair. of your neck. Wait. It does something to something. It makes the skin the hair. Well, you mean the hair on the back of your neck, but I guess it makes your skin prickle. Um, well, my neck is made of skin, so I guess that's involved somehow. Yeah. One way or another, but they really do approach the stories um, not from a like sensationalistic sort of thing. It it really is very human, and they clearly are great friends. They have a great rapport. It's a feel good show. I love that. We we certainly are aligned in that. Yeah. So in the past year, they've had episodes centered on topics like haunted seaside towns, bridges, or doppelgangers. As well as locations like Yorkshire, Hawaii, Vietnam, and Northern California. Sounds like us too. I know, location based mm-hmm. stuff. They've also had the privilege of guest storytellers such as the legendary Hawaiian ghost story master, Lopaka Kapanui, acclaimed artist Sam Sheeran, writer Amanda Woomer, and Kevin Eustace, host of The Dark Paranormal and We Need to Talk About Ghosts. New episodes drop every second Tuesday, and you can find them everywhere you find fine podcasts, as well as youtube.com slash the Ghost Story Guys podcast. They're on Twitter and Facebook as at Ghost Story Guys, Instagram as at the Ghost Story Guys, and Reddit as our Ghost Story Guys podcast. Their home on the web is ghoststoryguys.com. So if you don't already listen to that show, check it out. It's a great show. I love it. Yeah. And I think that you would really enjoy it, too, if you like Guides the Unknown. Dive into it, the Ghost Story Guys. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much to the Ghost Story Guys for doing a little ad swap with us. Yeah, we very much appreciate that. It's fun. Absolutely. I reached out and they responded beautifully. Nice. Okay. They didn't tell you to just shove it and run? No. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Plenty of people do. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just ghost me. One side nerd. I don't think that you can call it ghost if they never responded in the first place. That's but anyway. true, yeah. Okay, so this next story is from JD. JD. I say this without any shame or bad feelings. Kids are creepy. Correct. Yes. The thing is, they're little humans, but they aren't little people yet. They say and do things that they simply just don't know aren't normal or acceptable, both in quotation marks. It is important to note that I didn't come into my oldest son's life until he was about three. He's not mine biologically, but in every other sense, he is my son. To say it was an adjustment when we first moved in together is a huge understatement. Getting to know his schedule, sleep habits, and weird little idiosyncrasies was hard. One thing that I wasn't prepared for was him coming into our bedroom every night between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. 
Not only did he have the annoying habit of sleeping horizontally between my wife and I to to take up literally as much room in the bed as he could, which is what my dog Buffy does. So the letter H turns you into. Yes. But he was also creepily quiet when he came in the room. He would just suddenly be standing there, and I'm a much lighter sleeper than my wife, so I was always the one to wake up first. Always just wake up and go, no! Yeah, yeah, because there's just a kid standing looking at you. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Let's make an H. Right. Uh, one night I woke up as he opened the door, watched him go down to the floor, only to slowly rise up at the side of the bed a moment later. Needless to say, that was the night I decided to start taking him back to his room to get him in the habit of staying in his room the whole night. That is so funny. That's great. <laughs> slowly go to the floor and be like, wait, wait where'd, where'd he go? And then ah, just pop right there. back up. Yeah. Well, because, you know, in a, in a kid's mind, like the reason why he's being so quiet yeah. is because he wants to be able to have the comfort of being like, I'm with the adults, I'm with my parents, yes. but he doesn't want to be disruptive. Right. So I, cause I, I don't think I used to do this, but I know from like being a little nocturnal kid, mm-hmm. I would creep around the house and not creep. I didn't walk around like the Grinch. No, but I did too. But like, you know, you slowly turn the doorknob, you push it just right so it doesn't make a creaking sound yeah do all these things that like if zoe ends up doing these things and if i go downstairs in the middle of the night and zoe's just there yeah right i'm gonna scream right it's scary but i get it yes you're trying not to be disruptive right but that's so much scarier yes <laughs> than making a sound yeah just like little teeny weeny like scoochy sounds yes. are way scarier than just steps uh-huh <laughs> so, absolutely it's I... like in in class if a kid ever had a bag of chips uh-huh and they try to do that slow <laughs> open you know what i'm talking about they try yes. to slowly open a ruffles and it makes that long squeak just yep. do the one rip get through it and and snack on you can get your fully dressed just the way you want them but just open it right up yeah that's what sends me running for the ruffles that's right gotta do it fast that's also like um if you're in a movie and there's a quiet part all of a sudden so you start chewing your popcorn like i know <laughs> No, just take the chomp. Just do it. It's weirder. Get now now I'm listening. I know. Now it sounds like somebody's just like like squeaking styrofoam. Yes. Eat your popcorn. Get to it. Let's go. We all we all know the deal here. Okay, so JD says, while this was absolutely creepy, it isn't my story. Not long after my son was finally sleeping in his room through the night, I woke up to the sound of a kid running and laughing in our room. Uh-oh. I was exhausted and angry, but when I went to open my eyes, I couldn't. They literally wouldn't open. Then I realized I couldn't move any of my body. As I lay there, I realized that the laughter was much higher pitched than my son's and that it also sounded like feet running on hardwood floors and not the carpet of our bedroom. I think the scariest thing was that I could hear the footsteps running to the other side of the bed and back like the sound was actually moving away from me and then coming back. It was unlike any dream I've ever had, quote unquote. I focused all of my mental effort on getting my pinky to move. Thanks for the tip, Haunting of Hill House. I was eventually able to move my pinky and then wake up. There was, of course, no kid running in our room. Our door was closed and my son was fast asleep. I checked. But it's an experience I'll never forget. Thankfully, our oldest son is eight now and has no issue staying in his room through the night. And our youngest son, who's almost two, is kind enough to slam the door open when he comes in our room. Although this can be quite startling. I hope that this is my first and only experience with sleep paralysis, especially because I am utterly afraid of encountering the hat man who's associated with so many sleep paralysis encounters. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that we're learning from this story, unfortunately, is there's not really a great 
non-frightening way for a child to appear in your bedroom. No, sl- opening the door and slamming it open at least gives you the fast jolt, but it's still very scary. Yeah. But creeping in also gives you <laughs> gives you pause. I do like coming in, creeping in, yeah, dropping to the floor to <laughs> slither near. And then popping up. <laughs> I think that is. I think it's really funny. The most entertaining option. I think. I know. I wonder what the thought process was. Um, what do you think of this story of hearing? Because it, it doesn't even match the physical. I know. Like he doesn't have hardwood floors. Yeah. So what's the deal? I don't know. Could it be? I don't know how old this house is. Right. I know. Could it like be a, that this room used to not have carpet. A residual haunting sort yeah. of thing. Somebody back in the day maybe was pacing the room back and forth without carpet, and now JD tapped into that somehow. Uh-huh. Maybe. You never you never hear about pacing much. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a, a very old horror kind of notion, maybe mm-hmm. of uh, you know, a mad scientist who works a groove into the right. hardwood of their study. Right. Going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. That's not something you encounter much. But in this story of like a kid sprinting yeah. back and forth across the room. I don't know. It's just interesting. It is. Um, in our mom's old apartment, which I think we can officially finally sort of talk about. Sure. Upstairs. Oh, God. Uh, her neighbor is on the floor above her. They had a kid who would like, he was like bouncing off the walls. Yes. Like flubber. Yes. He was an extremely active child. Yeah. So he would just like run from end to end of the apartment, Mm -hmm. jumping on the couches and stuff. And at one point, um, our mom was like bringing groceries or something or just heard through the window. (laughs) I don't know. Um, The parents going like, you can't do that. You got to keep it down. It's too much noise. And the kid goes, I just get so excited. (laughs) I was like, yeah, we know. We know, buddy. That's not, I think you're mashing up a couple of stories. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, (laughs) (laughs) mom was talking to the mom outside. They were both outside and the kid was running around all over the place. And then he he basically climbed the mom like a tree (laughs) and then said, I just get so excited. Uh, But she did hear them saying another time, like, all right, you got to calm down, buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've seen a kid climb their mom like a tree before. I've witnessed this. Yeah, it's a thing. There was a, 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 a quite famously, um, I used to uh, uh, frequent a convenience store mm-hmm. by our old house. Mm-hmm. And a, a person who worked there was... Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. An incredibly unique individual. Yep, really stood out. She very much stood out. And at one point I walked in and there was a child. That's right. Who was running around the store with like hair down to their butt. Yes. And no shoes. Yes. And I was like, what's going on? Like, there's no other, there are no other people here. And it turned out to be the woman who ran the, the convenience store. At some point, she was like, Daniel, stop it. Mm-hmm. And he ran over. And without shoes, I think his toes were able to find passage easier. <laughs> yeah. He could get purchase on her body. He, like, climbed up to her shoulders like that. You know the capuchin monkey in Raiders yes. of the Lost Ark? Yeah. <laughs> like, climbed up on top of her. And I was like... This is weird. That was this a, is where I get like a sandwich? Yeah, Why am I getting food from here all the time? I know. I know. That was a wild scene. Didn't seem uh, no. very clean. No, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we probably have some sort of like lifelong <laughs> disease. Lifelong there. disease. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid, just, sir, you've caught a lifelong disease. It's just simmering. That we've never seen before. <laughs> right. A lifelong disease. <laughs> from, I've never heard that phrase before. From getting the heroes at this place. Yeah. I know that it's, you know, obviously it's a thing that you can have a condition that's mm-hmm. persistent. I've never heard the phrase lifelong disease. I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> it sounds really weird. It does. I have a lifelong disease. Well, great. Now I have a lifelong disease. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got sandwiches from this <laughs> from place. this convenience store. <laughs> 
All right. This next story comes to us from Bethany. Mm -hmm. I went to a small private college in Tennessee that has been around since the early 1900s. My freshman year, I lived in one of the older dorms in the center of campus. There were always rumors of there being a ghost in the dorm, but I always chalked it up to older students wanting to startle the freshmen. This is always a thing. Yes. People are always trying to startle someone who's new. I know. They love it. Back off. Mm-hmm. Let them live. <laughs> Leave me alone. A couple of months into the semester, however, my floor specifically had a couple of experiences we could not explain. The rooms in this particular dorm were set up with two girls in a room, and your room was attached to another by a small bathroom. One day, my roommate and I were both sitting in our beds doing homework later in the afternoon. Neither of us had been up for over an hour when suddenly our sink faucet turned on. It wasn't full force, but definitely a steady stream that caught our attention. We turned it off and just kind of shrugged it off. Not long after that, a week or so maybe, the room across the hall from us had their bathroom door slammed shut when just one of the roommates was there. Now, these doors were very heavy and would catch on the carpet of the bedroom. They did not close on their own, and we tried everything to get them to slam without someone pushing it. Nothing. I love the scientific process there. Right, like figuring it out. Yeah. No. The final thing I remember was that several of us were hanging out in the room where the door slammed. We were trying to use flashlights to write our names or words in the air and capture it on camera. This was in 2009, so we were still using digital cameras. In one of the pictures, instead of a letter, it was a clear arrow pointing to an orb. Of course, we all freaked out and tried again and again to recreate that picture, but we never got another orb to show up. We all decided, then, that the ghost's name was Doris, and we would often say hi to Doris when we were coming and going to and from class. I don't remember anything else significant happening after that, and I lived in that dorm for another year and a half. I never remember any of us being scared of Doris, though. And I'm still not sure there aren't many explanations for these things that 18-year-olds couldn't figure out. But it was definitely a really fun experience. And to this day, if any of us talk to each other, we'll probably bring up Doris in the conversation. I've never looked up the history of this particular dorm, so I don't know if anything ever happened there. But it was a really old building on campus. I also worked in the student center all throughout my time at the university. Now, I never experienced anything I would call paranormal, but there were some creepy moments. This building had a bell tower that I had access to through my job. Sweet. A bell tower. We've got some people with really cool jobs out there or who have had cool jobs. Access to a bell tower. Check. Getting paid to sleep in a hotel. Check. Double check. That's awesome. I'll tell you what. I used to, uh, one of my first jobs, I used to temp Mm -hmm. at a, a very big company yes let's just say you won't cry from their shampoo (laughs) anyway some of their (laughs) and if you do you could dry your tears with a bit of baby powder yeah good one thank you (laughs) so some of their campuses were enormous why are we being so coy about these things i used to temp at j and j yeah and also we used to go to quick check yeah it was a (laughs) quick I just like it on shows. I know, it's funny. I think it's part funny, of it is but... the fun of having to dance around something and be like, I was at a certain uh, well-known pizza establishment. Right. You know? I know, it just struck me because we did it twice in the period of a few minutes. It's like, what is anybody going to do to the us? The euphemisms are just yeah. so enjoyable. I know, this story it's amounts funny. to, this. What I'm, yeah. what I'm even telling you now amounts to nothing. So I used right. to temp at J&J. And listen, a lot of the stuff they had me doing just... 
there wasn't work mm-hmm. there, frequently that my boss would just like forget to give me something to do. So it's I would crazy. just spend eight hours playing like Donkey Kong right. on my phone. Yeah. And then go home. Right. You know, I, I don't know. Well, I got paid for the day. That's kind of neat. I was in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's awesome. So sometimes I would just walk around mm-hmm. and kill time. And I got into the habit because some of these buildings were so old. I would specifically look for areas where there would be, you know, roof access mm, or yeah. see what's at the way top of like a stairwell or yeah. down old hallways that it looks like nobody has gone to for a while. Because mm-hmm. in almost every one of those buildings, there were places that clearly had not been used for years. Right, right. And uh, th- it sort of reminded me in this story of, of being like, yeah, I could, I could access a bell tower. I, yeah. Without a doubt. I'd be up in that bell tower. Oh, no question. For what reason? None. I'd be using my head to ring the bell. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> I think this is why people haze the new kid. This is why. This is why brand new employees are really put through the ringer. Because you're putting your head in the ringer. Yeah, the that's bell. right. Yeah, the ringer. Wow. Uh, well, I really am the ringer in that you are. scenario. That's right. Yeah. That's going to be the movie that you're in. The Ringer. The I ringer. think it's already been done. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That horrible. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. 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 Catherine Heigl. <laughs> Terrific. All right. Anyway. Yikes. Anyway. So this building had a bell tower that I had access to through my job. Mostly this was used for storage space as it was a very large attic-like area. But if you went to the bell tower section, there was a small hallway-like room that had the ladder to the bell tower itself. Understandably, that door was locked. Mm-hmm. That would annoy me. I know. <laughs> so I was, like, close yet hiding? so far. <laughs> right? Bell, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to crack it. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> My coworkers and I had access to keys, however. <laughs> and we would often bring groups of our friends up because this room only had a single chair and a light bulb you turned on with a chain. Not with a light switch. <laughs> so they would go up there and they'd all take turns sitting in the chair. <laughs> all right, now you do we it. We bring all our friends. Okay, uh, now Gary, it's your turn to sit in the chair. No, I'm sitting here. Okay. Maybe they would like turn Let off the light. Let me pull the, the chain this time. Yeah. <laughs> turn off the light makes me sit in there for a minute. Yeah. Basically like seven minutes in heaven by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. It was super creepy, and I hated having to go up there alone, even if I wasn't going to that area. But we definitely felt really cool being able to show off the area since we had the keys. The last thing is something you both will love. I did not watch the Scream movies until my freshman year of college. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Yeah. And I loved them. Right. That's the ending I was score hoping for. Score and score. Yeah, however, they're right. We do love it. However, the bathroom on the main floor is set up exactly like the bathroom that Sydney gets trapped in with Ghostface. No. No. <laughs> My entire time there, I never used that bathroom unless I knew there were several people in there, and I would go to a different floor. Well, that's the opposite of my bathroom. It's like the complete opposite. <laughs> if there's anyone in there. Yeah, I'm out. I'll just cross my legs and wish. <laughs> anyway, not at all supernatural, just something I knew you both would appreciate. You're right. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> you were 100% right, Bethany. I yes. very much appreciate that. That's very that. fun. I'm currently um, ensconced in a ghost face blanket that Will got me for Christmas. That's right. He had to go to Spencer Gifts to get it. I, listen. <laughs> he, excuse me. He got to go to Spencer <laughs> Gifts. <laughs> to each their own. Yes. Um, anytime I go to the mall with Allie, when we see Spencer Gifts, I point and I go, do we need anything? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pick something up? Do we have to pick something up? 
Do we need? I, I, for Special some gifts reason, is the mall's impulse <laughs> like yeah, section. It is. Yeah. Uh, for, but for some reason, the joke has also evolved into going. Did we need any groceries? Because I feel like what they have in there is just like those like yeah, the opposite candy of things that you like drink. You know, the opposite of any um, necessity. It's yeah. You don't need anything in that. No, you don't store. need a damn thing. But so I want them. I went. I went to. I went to Spencer's. And I, I bought two things, mm-hmm. and they gave me an enormous bag. <laughs> they gave me the biggest Proudly bag. emblazoned with the Spencer's logo. And I felt self-conscious. It was the first store I'd gone into. And for the rest of so my day in the mall. you have any other bags to cover it with. Yeah, I just started like trying to cover it with anything that I possibly could. It's just so to funny. hide that I went into a Spencer's. I was like, I don't... I don't... Listen, people can go into Spencer's. I don't feel like I look like the kind of guy... No, William, you look like exactly the kind of guy who go into his Well, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> People are not surprised. And that's the issue. That's also where you got the um like lightning thing for Ryan, I'm guessing, yes, right? So right. you know those globes where um there's an electrical force going on and little lightning shoots out and you can put your hand on it and then the lightning's all where your hand is. Yeah. Will got that for my husband that like pulses to music and stuff which is kind of cool it's super cool yeah. he was thrilled he like unwrapped it immediately you guys already have lava lamps right not right now we don't <gasps> i know i almost got you a lava lamp but i figured that you already had one because you're you i pretty much always have one going Wait, but how did you overuse a lava lamp i don't how know you, like, i don't wear know. it out i don't know it like blew out i even got a replacement light bulb for it and it wouldn't go again well i got a little place you can go yeah <laughs> Spencer Gifts. Spencer Gifts. Do you remember that I spilled a lava lamp in St. Louis on the white carpet? Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> a blue lava lamp. Oh my God. What I is know. that material? I don't know. Lava. There? What makes like. Green? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Who knows? No. I don't need to know. I just need to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be our last story for this episode because, Will, I got to tell you, we got another one coming. I know. It seems like we're going to do a part two here. That's right. But uh, Lexi is going to take us on out here. So And this is kind of a recent thing, which is fun. I'm jumping forward in time a little bit as far as the chronology of when we received these. <laughs> jumping because... forward in time, like, now this next story from Lexi hasn't happened yet. No. <laughs> well, like This oh, will happen to Lexi yeah. in the next few weeks. A lot of these that we read, we got ma- emailed in like January and February of 2021. This one, Will, we got just last month. Oh, okay. So I wanted to, because I, I wanted to, to tell it when we're still somewhat close to it. Sure. So Lexi said, and this is very fun to me, I'm emailing you guys because something else happened to me not 15 minutes ago as I'm writing this. Mom and I have been cooking and cleaning all day in preparation for Thanksgiving. As I was putting the sponge down after cleaning the dishes, I saw a woman in a white nightgown dash into our bathroom. That's not good. No. White nightgown, too. Like It's not just like a traditional woman in white situation. No. And you're nighty. Yeah, yeah. Moner kerchief and I in my cap. That's right. Right. Ran into the bathroom for a midwinter snack. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, what? I'm sorry, what were they doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone's nothing. in the bathroom eating all the toilet paper again. <laughs> they have pica. Uh, <laughs> someone's eating all the toilet paper again. They have pica. Uh, Pico is this thing dogs have where they eat paper. <laughs> it's not just the thing that dogs get. Oh, I guess you're right. It's a condition where right. people eat things that, that are, are not, not meant to traditionally be edible. Food. And because sometimes I'll catch Kristen's dog crumbs eating like paper towels and stuff, I would say he has pica. <laughs> no, a, but if you if you he's just go- a hungry guy. He oh, he's a very hungry guy. If you Google like dogs 
eat paper towels. Like, pica comes up in, cr- in connection to dogs. Oh, it does? So I forgot. You're absolutely right. But I forgot that it's a thing for humans as well. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Anyway, so I saw a woman in a white nightgown dashed into our bathroom. I could faintly make out waist-length dark brownish-red hair, and she was around my mom's height. I almost thought I was seeing things until I went to the hallway and saw my dog, Jaeger, standing at the edge of the bed and watching the hallway where the woman just was. Oh, no. And it happened. Something that hasn't happened since I was a kid. My great-grandma Betsy's name popped into my head, which makes sense because this used to be her house. I never met her, but I did used to have random names pop into my head when I was younger. I looked calmly into the bathroom and said... I'm not joking around. Whoever just did that, please don't do it again because it made me extremely uncomfortable. I told my mom about this and she told me that she wasn't sure about great grandma Betsy having long hair, but did tell me that she was around the same height as her. So yeah, that just happened. And on the night before Thanksgiving, no less. Wow. Right. Time for family. Mm-hmm. When family gets together frequently. That's true. So it could be a motivating energy-wise right, emotion right. factor. Yes, because like the, when emotion is high, it's said that it sort of attracts spirits. And emotion is high in a good way, for yep. the most part, for a lot of people on Thanksgiving. So you're right. It could have been an, an attraction point. And I certainly love the idea of the name just popping into mm-hmm. Lexi's head. I know. That is like a, 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 a an ESP psychic sort yes. of... Yes. You know, just a, a touch right. and of like, what the truth is. It's so simple and not flashy, but that's one of those things that makes me believe more than other stuff yeah. that might be more standout-ish. Like, it's just kind of every day. Yeah. But I think that's the way that things probably work more than a big, you know, crash bang thing. Exactly. Again, uh, the sort of thing that you could easily go... I don't know. You know, she she experienced something, and she was aware that the house used to belong right uh, to Betsy. So she thought Betsy. Like there, there are any reasons. There are a million reasons why a skeptic can mm-hmm. can can shrink an yeah. experience or simplify it and and explain it away. Right. I've certainly done it habitually. Yeah, and I mean, reflexively, and it's not unreasonable to do so. But exactly. I do just think that it, there are some things that. We just might not be able to explain. Yeah. Just the way it goes. I love that. I know. I also love, because we've talked about it before, you Mm -hmm. can opt not to be haunted, it seems. Yes. And so- You can request, please do not do that again. I was I was pleased to read that, and actually, somebody's story that we'll read next week for part two yeah. said that they did the same thing. They said something like, "I took a page out of the Guide to Unknown book and said, please don't do this, please don't scare me.'" And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. cool." There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It, it yeah. is your you you know they, they there are people that are like, "No, you're right." Yeah, right. They can't ask you for your driver's license if your picture is silly. <laughs> right. Like, know your rights. Yes. You can say to a ghost, please don't haunt me. I'm not into this. Just now, like you would say to a person, please don't do this. You're freaking me out. This is upsetting me or whatever. Certainly. Ghosts are people too. That's right. That's my bumper sticker. Hopefully. Yeah. Unless they're well, demonic. Right. We don't course. know about that. Of course. That shadow thing, the elongated mm-hmm. shadow that runs at a different speed from how it's moving. I got to tell you next week. Don't like that. We got a shadow thing that's shaped like an egg. <laughs> Can't wait. The ghost of an egg. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, I wonder if you can opt to be haunted. Huh. Interesting. I guess. Well, well that's I what Bagans guess. tries to do. Yeah, pretty much. Where he was like, I'm the new warden. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come Here show I me am. what you want me to do. I guess kind of. Yeah, you can kind of invite 
stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can try to win. Right, exactly. And it goes both ways. You can try to say no. Maybe sometimes that doesn't work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who knows with the ghosts? Right. You never know with the ghosts. You never know. But you know what I know? What? We gotta go. We gotta go. That's what I know. So thank you so much for listening and or watching. We hope you enjoyed this. And a big special thank you to the people who sent in listener stories over the last year because these rule and it's so nice that you took the time to write them out to like find our email address and send them out so that we get to enjoy them but also everybody else does too you've totally made somebody's day who was commuting or doing dishes or taking a walk and that rules of you so thank you very very much yeah especially here at the end of the year right as we bid farewell to 2021 Mm -hmm. and we kickstart 2022 yeah it's a lot of fun to to sort of dig into the stories that we've been accruing over the course of the past year year yeah because no matter what when you send in the stories we keep track of all of them yes we're holding on to them so please keep sending them in gttupod at gmail.com that is where you should send your stories and nowhere else Thank you very much, William. You're welcome. Now, if you would like to support the show monetarily and also get a whole bunch of cool bonus stuff as a thank you in return, go to patreon.com slash gttupod there. We have a bunch of different tiers, so you can kind of pick your poison and you can opt to either get a bonus episode every week, every other week, or every four weeks, depending on how much you choose to donate. And thank you so much to our existing patrons. You rule so hard check out the discord that's connected to patreon if you have any doubt about how much these people rule and um thank you so much and we hope you're enjoying this stuff over there yeah everybody and so just to check in on that uh the the most recent episode that we have up there is for our demons and banshees Mm -hmm. it is our review of the matrix resurrections the new matrix movie that's out on hbo max and in theaters Kristen and I both watched, then we sat down and talked about it, give whether or not we recommend it and mm-hmm. our thoughts of it on the whole. It ended up being a, a very, not shockingly, right. metaphysical sort of conversation Yes, that I thought was really interesting yeah, and a me lot too. of fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, this coming Monday's episode is going to be for our ghosts, banshees, and demons mm-hmm. all together. And it is going to be, if the tech works out, yeah. Kristen and I are going to look at all of the marketing materials that are coming out for the new scream movie right including an arg game so we'll see what's going on we're gonna figure out there's like a tiktok account that's been posting stuff in universe Mm -hmm. i think it's basic i I haven't looked at it specifically i haven't either yeah same i think it's a girl that uh says she lives in woodsboro I think. Oh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But I've been pulling together like a ton of material. This is because excellent. Because the Scream like social marketing game has been pretty on point. Uh-huh. So we're going to take a look at all that stuff finally. And yeah. I've been waiting for the opportunity for Kristen and I to be in the same room right. at the same time to do this because we've been in varying stages of mm-hmm. quarantine stuff for a while now. Yeah. So we're finally able to do this. So that, again, is this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. And that's for everybody starting at the 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 ghost tier on up yeah so come check that out patreon.com slash gttu pod mm-hmm. uh follow at gttu pod on twitter facebook and instagram to keep up to date with what we're doing Kristen has been posting a, a few fun things here and there as well little videos of spooky stuff throughout yep. the week if it makes sense mm-hmm. and uh you just saw a soap opera <laughs> yeah um the marlena being possessed storyline is on days of our lives right now and a repeat or like a new... It's a new storyline. But I mean, that did happen back in the 80s, but they've resurrected it. And so I had the TV on today 
and um, I wasn't really paying attention. Then I clicked into it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Same and ghost I, or a different different demon? Did she get? Possessed? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Unclear. I, I seriously, what is on our social media is all I know about it. I took those videos and then I carried on. Who could blame you? Right. Very so, well. So yeah. So that's at at gttupod.com. Yep. And gttupod. Oh, you said at gttupod. Oh, yeah, it's at gttupod on social media. What a fool! She doesn't understand. Social Come on. Media. Still has a flip phone. On. Anyway, gttupod.com is the home of Guide to the Unknown. You can get links to our tea public to get some merch. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing some people buying some shirts yep. and stickers lately. That's been very nice. Yep. Um, you can get to our all of our podcast apps. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Mm-hmm. We've gotten some great reviews recently there as well. Mm-hmm. You can find links to send in your stories, send in just suggestions for future topics, our P.O. box if you want to mail us anything to check out. Um, and uh, you can also reach out to us individually online. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So... Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Have fun. Uh, a whole new year starts off, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really excited to see what 2022 brings. Me too. A whole new year starts off. I can't wait for it. Shut up. <laughs> so we'll be back with more of your experiences, mm-hmm. but until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go away. A whole new year starts off. A whole new year starts off. Can you believe it, everybody? (laughs) Talking to people like children. So go to sleep, everybody, because tomorrow, a whole new year. In the morning, it's a whole new year. In the morning, it won't be the same as today, because it's a different day. Uh,